madness of going for the feeble ones was, well, exasperating. Evil was exasperating. Or rather, perhaps it was exasperating that so few people were aware of it. Their minds stopped short at wickedness, thought Hudspeth, looking out over London. More of them are aware of God, of immortality, of the ideas of reason, than are really aware of evil. And yet these things, as someone has said, are mere superstructure and superficies compared with the fact of evil. Hudspeth did not go to church, but this knowledge of evil made him, in fact, a violently religious man. He pursued his particular police job, sordid and depressing as it was, with very much that dangerous metaphysical intensity which Captain Ahab put into the pursuit of the white whale. Other things passed him by, not impinging, like his room. And now there was this girl, the girl with the outlandish name, Lucy Rideout. Once too often she had ridden out. Hudspeth smiled bleakly, seeing and unaware, into the bleak sunshine a half-witted girl. A horse! John Appleby, two stories below, looked incredulously at the old gentleman who had recently been reinstalled as assistant commissioner. A horse, repeated Appleby. Never before had he been asked to go out and look for a horse. The old gentleman nodded, indecisively. He looked Appleby cautiously in the eye, Things had changed. There were quite a lot more sahibs in lower places and a few more rankers in higher places than in the old days. He attached little importance to such things, but every now and then it could come awkward if one wasn't minding one's P's and Q's. Yes, he said. A horse. His tone was doubtful, as if some qualification must follow. He paused, as if in search of something that could be enunciated with confidence. Sit down, he said. Appleby sat down. There's Ambler, he suggested hopefully. I believe Ambler has had a lot of experience with horses. When Crusader disappeared just before the Derby in thirty, the assistant commissioner shook his head. No, no, it's not that sort of horse. Not a valuable sort of horse, not at all valuable, and in a way, it's not really an official affair. He began to scratch his chin doubtfully, checked himself. As a matter of fact, it's my sister, he said ambiguously. Ah, Appleby felt a growing dislike of this shadowy equine problem. My sister lives in Harrogate, tiresome sort of place. The assistant commissioner was obscurely apologetic. Know it, I suppose? I have an aunt living there, as a matter of fact. Indeed. The assistant commissioner took a calculating glance at his own toes. I wonder, he ventured, if she knows... I believe she knows Lady Caroline quite well. What a coincidence. As he made this imbecile remark, the assistant commissioner scrutinized his toes more severely than before. He was not at all sure that this made the matter easier. He decided on a shift to humor. "'You don't happen to know,' he asked, "'if your aunt has a favorite cab?' "'I don't, but I don't think it very likely.' "'Well, 
Caroline has, or had, she was attached to a particularly sober driver with a particularly quiet horse. At one time when Miss Maidment rang up the stables, I should explain that Maidment is her companion, I mean, I should explain that Miss Maidment is her companion, the assistant commissioner paused, perplexed. Uh, What was I saying? You had got to the point, sir, at which Miss Maidment would ring up the stables. Uh, To be sure. Well, at one time she used to ask for an open Landau, a respectable man and a quiet horse. But latterly she has simply asked for bodfish and daffodil. The assistant commissioner paused. Bodfish and daffodil, he repeated. The former was the driver and the latter the horse. That goes without saying, I suppose. One can imagine a Mr. Daffodil, but nobody ever gave the name of Bodfish to a cab horse. No, sir.